Hello, guys. Hi, guys. Welcome to Kawaii Cast. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. So, <laughs> did you have something to follow that up with? No, uh, I thought I did, and then my brain kind of fluttered off a little bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a serious problem. Yeah. You ever have those moments your brain is just like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call them blonde moments. Yeah. Blonde. I'd... Is not a hair color, it's a state of being. I don't have blonde hair anymore, though, so... <laughs> blonde is a state of being. I don't have that state of being anymore. <laughs> I you, got well, rid of it. you just did. I chopped it all off. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> this is an anime podcast. Really? I thought it was a podcast all about us. So, yeah, it pretty much is at this point. Uh <laughs> So this has actually been a really amazing anime season. It has. I just want to Absolutely talk about that. amazing. Like, I will talk about what shows we're watching at the end, but I just I want to point out the fact that I was telling you this earlier that I don't think I have a favorite show this season. Yeah. In like the best possible way, because I I catch up on all my stuff every week now. Now that I have a little bit more downtime to actually watch anime weekly again. Uh, and I'll be watching an episode, and it'll just like I'll be thinking. Man, this episode has really gotten to me. This is incredible. This is amazing. This is probably my favorite anime of the season. And then I'll go to watch the next episode of what other anime I'm watching. And then that episode will, like, hit me in the feels. And I'll be like, well, now I can't choose. (laughs) You can't make me choose. This has just been a super fantastic anime season, which makes me super happy because it gives us a lot of stuff to talk about. But I was kind of surprised for how popular a show as this is. I don't see a lot of people actually talking about it. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about with this show. And that is Zombieland Saga. Yes. Um, I think part of the thing with that is it's, I guess, technically an idol anime. Yeah. (laughs) And, well, I think people are sick to death of idol anime. Well, and that's... I. Would have considered that as well, except I see a lot of people who do not like the anime idol or anime idol genre who have become invested in this show. And people have mentioned that they're watching it, but I've never seen anybody actually talk about it. And that's unusual because, like, all like the big you know Annie tubers and podcasts have mentioned like this is a fantastic anime. You guys should go watch it. But then I I see literally zero discussion about it. Yeah, and that's extremely unusual for an anime that's basically being recommended by everybody so i mean i I didn't want to make this into a what you should watch episode because like i said everybody's recommending this anime like there's literally no reason to not go watch it uh at least you know check out a few episodes it's really easy to get invested in but what i really wanted to talk about with this episode was just like why this anime is so good (laughs) because cute zombie girls well, I mean, you say that, but there's been some really dumb anime that... Oh, you mean like uh, the other one that's airing this season? What's it called? Like Between the Earth and Sky or something? Mm-hmm. Where it's literally fishing in space. Like, I watched the first episode. It is so awkward. Like, like somehow all of the fish got taken away into space and so the people on Earth decide, hey, instead of, you know, going and getting those fish and bringing them back and transporting, you know, transplanting them back into Earth's oceans, let's just go up into space and fish for them there. 
And it is so awkward. Like, they tried to change, like, put throw many, so many different genres into it. Like, it's it's almost like a, a slice of life thrown in with, like, an adventure thrown in with, like, a mecha because as they're fishing in space, they're using, like, little submarine things. It's weird and not good. I don't know how we got on this topic. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, were, we were talking about zombies. Yeah, so, How I this mean... is a good anime compared to another bad anime well and like the whole idea of like zombie girls that sing just kind of never really appealed to me i was like okay that seems interesting like kind of seems like a weird hook whatever not interested uh i think the thing that makes this anime so good is a lot of its comedy works really well but there's just so much genius behind the writing in it and that's really what i want to talk about okay so, uh, first of all, the character introductions are fantastic, and uh, I'm gonna let you go and go into that because I already know who your favorite character is, and I knew she was gonna be your. Favorite I know character. who my favorite character is. Yeah, the legendary Tayamada. <laughs> what was she... that again? The legendary Tayamada. Say that one more time. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what makes her legendary? Uh, she's legendary. Yeah, so... She's Tayamada. She's Tayamada. <laughs> so, uh, one of the fun things about the show is the manager, who's probably my favorite character. He's such an asshole. He's hilarious. <laughs> Straight up say. Uh, but when we first get introduced to all the girls that are zombies, he's introducing them by, like, their legacy. He's like, oh, this one was a child actress, and she was you know, the best of her field, and... And this one was a famous courtesan, and whatever, and... Yeah, she she was the most well-known woman of her era, you know, and... <laughs> yeah. Introducing all of them, and he gets to Tai Yamada, and he's just like, the legendary Tai Yamada! And then the main girl's just like, what? What? <laughs> what makes her legendary? Like, Didn't you hear me? He's like, because she's the legendary Tai Yamada! And then, like, it just goes silent, and then he just starts saying, like, Okay, but what makes you legendary then, huh? Huh? I don't need to come up with every single explanation. <laughs> it's so great. He's such, like, he's a condescending asshole is the thing, too. Like, uh, anytime, like, the girls, like, come up with an idea or they start to feel confident in themselves, he's just like, don't take yourself too seriously, idiot! <laughs> You're a zombie. You don't get feelings. Yeah. Uh, like, even one point where the girls all come up with the name of what their group is going to be, which is uh, Frosha Show, and he's, like, coming up with all these, like, really awful names. Franchuchu. Yeah, and they're, they're just like, oh, our name's Franchuchu. And he's just like, Franchuchu, Franchuchu, me, 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 you think you're so special? Don't you think you're a genius? I just want to point out, wasn't it my favorite girl that came up with the name? Yeah, well, kind sort of. of. <laughs> uh, yeah. She kind of did. Kind of. So. She does make the best chicken. <laughs> you right. Yeah. Om nom nom. So, uh, but the reason why I really like his character a lot is because you typically get these, like, in idol anime and, you know, just kind of how idols are portrayed a lot. Managers are always portrayed as being, like, these really supportive, like, parental figures for you know the idol groups and they're always just like yeah I'm, 
I'm your manager, but I'm also your number one fan, and I'm here to make sure you succeed, and my whole job is to make sure that you make it to the top, and that your dreams come true, and that's that's my role in life, and this guy is just kind of like this condescending asshole, like, your job is to be idols, and my job is to make sure your idols get on the same freaking page as me. Your job is to be idols and sing and dance. My job is to go out and make sure you have somewhere to sing and dance at. Yeah, and he's just like, you need to trust my opinion because you will learn I am always right and you are always wrong. All right? Well established. This is our relationship. Like, He's such a pompous asshole about everything. But I really like that because in terms of like, you know, the industry, I feel like that's almost a bit more realistic. Yeah. Because uh, here's the thing. I can't speak personally on how the industry works. I don't live in Japan. I don't work for the industry. But you're, they're, you're not an idol manager. I'm not an idol manager or an idol. But here's the thing. Like, Japan has this really, like, big reputation in the idol community for the industry controlling these girls. Like, they make... Their managers make all their decisions. Their managers have them under strict contracts of where they're going to be, who they're going to be with, how, you know, what time is dedicated to their schoolwork, what time is dedicated to their idol work, what time is dedicated to being with family, and what time is dedicated to being with the other girls from the idol group. You know, meet and greets, concerts, shows, everything. Everything that they do in their life is absolutely controlled by their manager. And, and especially with the rise of social media, because now all of these idol girls have to have their social media. Mm-hmm. And with that, you know, they always have to basically paint themselves in a good light. Like, oh, yeah. hey, look, I, you know, I'm, I'm hanging out with my other idol girls or whatnot. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm not saying, like, you know, idol managers are all, like, assholes, but... There, there is a sense that a lot of girls that get into the industry are having their lives basically decided for them. Like, even if their managers are actually really nice and really supportive, at the end of the day, they're still there to do their job, and their job is to make sure that those girls are doing everything according to a very tight shift. And it's nice to see a character that kind of personifies that in a much stronger way than just... Oh, I'm I'm like the father you never had kind of guy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I really like that the girls have no idea what's going to happen until it happens. Like, he'll just drop them off at, like, their, like, next gig, and he'll be like, music starts! And it was just like, they're, go, go, they gotta go, go do it. <laughs> go over there and do the thing. Yeah. And it's not that he's not a good, like parental figure for them because we do see a lot of moments where he actually does genuinely care about them but at the end of the day it's a business it's It's a business and they are zombies and he has to not let the world find out that they're zombies exactly but he's in charge of all their makeup and even the moments where like girls do start to feel like oh i feel like i could open up to him and you know be myself around him and be really comfortable then he sprays them in the face with Sealant. <laughs> Shoe sealant, mind Shoe you. Shoe sealant, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like, this is a specially designed spray to make sure zombie makeup doesn't come off in the rain. <laughs> and then they look at his cans and they, they're like, this says it's for shoes. <laughs> uh. I think Han 
hands down, one of my favorite moments is uh, there was this arc with, like, one of the girls who was going through, like, a hard time, and they weren't sure if she was going to go to the next show because she just wasn't really feeling like part of the group. But then at the last minute, she decides she wants to go, so she runs in front of the van to stop them, and he runs her over. <laughs> right. And, and the other girls so are like, oh like, my gosh. So she's, like, lying on the ground, and he, like, gets out, and he gives, like, that big anime motivational speech, and he's like, get up! This isn't, this isn't the kind of thing that would keep you down! You're stronger than this! And one of the girls like, you hit her with the fucking van! <laughs> Right? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she's a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that the main girl was just kind of like war flashbacks. Because <laughs> her death was being hit by a van. Right? <laughs> she still hasn't recovered her memory like a lot of the other girls have. Mm-hmm. The main girl is just, just like, uh, whatever. I, I, I don't know anything about myself. And, <laughs> So, so yeah, she she's still trying to recover her memories, I guess, and she'll get these these flashbacks, you know, of of her seeing another idol group in concert or yeah, her flying through the air after getting hit by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, obviously the comedy in this show is very very much based off of this is what you would expect from an idol anime, and this is what we're giving you instead. You expect, like, young, healthy girls, we're giving you zombies. You're expecting a nice, supportive manager, we're giving you this pompous asshole. You expect the big, you know, heroic, triumphant anime speech right after we just hit one of the main characters with a vehicle. (laughs) Well, you did get that. (laughs) (laughs) Major accident, you know, cue speech. Yeah, the... Even the very first opening scene of this anime, which has become a meme in and of itself, is the main girl, like, I'm starting junior high today. She's getting ready for school. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And she's like, I have my idol auditions immediately after class today, and I'm going to go turn in my application right now. And she's, like, running down the stairs, and, you know, kind of the typical anime girl thing where she has to slip on her shoes, and she's, like, screaming at her mom. She's like, oh... You know, I'm leaving for the day, you know, it's typical anime stuff. She runs out her front door and immediately gets hit by a vehicle. Right. And didn't, didn't even get to start her first day at middle school. Didn't even get to start her, yeah. And so immediately, like, as she's flying through the air, instead of the fun, cutesy, you know, music that you'd normally get from an idol anime, it's just death metal. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, she's she's the first one, too, as, as he's the manager says awaken mm-hmm. so it's like she she becomes aware i guess that she's a zombie like the others are kind of your your typical zombie like you know like biting everything yeah whereas she's like oh my goodness they're trying to kill me and she's running and then she gets shot by a police officer because she doesn't realize she's a zombie yeah which is I really like the uh, grotesque visual we get immediately afterwards of her just kind of slumping down backwards. Yeah. And you just hear, like, her bones and flesh moving. Gross. (laughs) It's just one of the most fantastic things ever. Uh, So, yeah, then she gets introduced to the other girls of the group who were all, like, famous. Or, you know, just legendary. That's right. (laughs) Legendary Taiyabara. But, uh, 
So yeah, obviously a lot of the humor is just kind of like what you would normally expect from an idol anime, and instead you're getting this. And it works really, really well, even for people who've never watched an idol anime. And I think a lot of the audience that's been captured by this anime are people that don't know anything about idols, whether it be idol anime or just idols in real life. And I think that's really kind of what made me want to do this episode, because I've never been too into idols. Yeah, I've not been a fan of idols. Like, yeah. I I can... I can enjoy their like costume designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I I think they're absolutely adorable. Yeah. But when it comes to the actual anime, I'm just like it's, it's hard nah, to get into. No, nah, not for me. Yeah, and I'm really really enjoying like a lot of the obvious things that are making fun of idol anime. Like anytime you see the girls doing any of like their actual idol dances, it is this really 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 awful 3D CGI. Yeah, it's so bad. Like, Especially in the beginning, like it's so bad. Yeah, and it was done awful on purpose because most idol anime will switch like from 2D to 3D just for the dances because it's easier to animate choreography with 3D models than it is with 2D. And so most idol girls are animated in 3D and a lot of people point out the fact that it kind of feels like this weird uncanniness between the two versions. And this show decided to take that feeling and run with it. And they made it as obvious as possible that the characters have changed. Yeah. Like, even, like, their proportions are changed a bit in the 3D models. Yeah. And it looks like it was animated in, like, free 3D software. (laughs) <laughs> naturally like they just found poser or something inside to animate it that it's like the same software that you see people do like uh choreography dances to in on youtube uh, but like uh they'll M- take mmd or whatever yeah they'll take just take like modded uh like models of popular anime or video game characters and they'll just make them dance yeah it looks like that it's like that level of quality <laughs> <laughs> so true but with, like, six of them. How many are there in the idol group? There's six or seven? I believe it's seven. There's main girl, Saki, Lily. I forget the two girls' names, but they're the uh, two idol girls. So that's that's five. And then Tai Yamada makes six. Maybe there's only six. Oh, uh... and uh, the girl from... Uh, I believe she's from the Edo period. Yeah. Yeah. The Cortesan. Yeah. So. Cortesan. Seven. However you want to. Yeah. Seven. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I actually did a bit of research into the idol industry. And I think one of the things that's really genius about the show is that it clearly did its research when it came to different eras of idol worship in Japan. So, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, So, Idol Girls really started in Japan in the 50s. And each decade has kind of seen, like, a transformation of how idols are handled. Uh, The 50s were basically just kind of this idea where they were just like, Hey, ordinary girls could come down to the radio station audition and you could become a star overnight. You know, kind of thing. It really tried to sell this idea that Idol Girls were girls that lived in luxury. They only ate the finest of foods. They only shopped at like the best boutiques, you know, and they made, they slept on a pile of money kind of thing. And that sounds nice. Can I sleep <laughs> on a pile of money? I can't imagine it'd be comfortable, but 
Well, you know, it can't be any worse than, like, a bed made of hay. Yeah, or you could just sleep on a normal bed, you know? <laughs> well, that's less fun. <laughs> How about, how about if we just get, like, sheets of, like, printed money and have have the sheets of, sh- it you know. It feels like you would be sleeping on paper. Sh- <laughs> but anyway, so a lot of those early era idols were very, very much like this idea of, like, girls becoming stars overnight. And it was a bit more like how we treat celebrities here in the U.S., where it's just, like, they don't do ordinary things. They're always doing glamorous things. They wear the best clothes. They shop at the best places. And uh, so the 80s were where that started to kind of change. Where it's like, you know, 80s idols were still very, very much like supposed to be painted as like more of a character than a real person. So things like meet and greets and all that just, they never happened. You know, they would have... They would hire people to sell, like, posters and glamour shots of them at concerts, but the main girls themselves would never meet with fans. Like, that was just, it was an an absolutely unheard of thing. You saw them on stage and that was it. I was like, maybe if you were important enough, you could go backstage and talk to them. But there, there were no, like, autograph lines or anything like that. And... Uh, that was kind of also the point, though, where they stopped painting these girls as being, like, super high-end glamorous, and were trying to paint them more as, like, normal girls. And this is where you start seeing things like them wearing school uniforms more often, because they wanted to paint this idea of, like, she goes to my high school, she's, she lives in my neighborhood, she shops in my grocery store, she eats at my favorite local restaurant, she's a normal girl who just happens to be talented. And so that's really where they start to try to paint this idea of like, we want the everyday girl instead of the celebrity. And that's also really where it started to become more and more like important for managers to be controlling of what they did. And one of the big things was that they weren't allowed to date and a lot of stuff like that. And you actually meet one of the girls who was an idol before she died. And she was one of the idols from the eighties uh, there is a scene in the show where they do go to do a meet and greet where they're taking Polaroid pictures with fans, and she absolutely freaks out over this idea. Yeah, like, she's hey, just, this this isn't how it was done back when I was an idol. Yeah, she's like, I don't do meet and greets. You know, talking to fans, that's absurd. You could get hurt. You know, and that's kind of the idea, of, like, when she was an idol, they really kind of scared this idea into her, like, people who want to meet you are just there to meet you to hurt you. Like, this whole fear of, like, stalkers became a very, very real thing at the time. You know, like, idol girls were constantly being treated like they were at risk because men just wanted to hurt them. Yeah. So that was genuinely terrifying for her. So, and I really like that they actually painted kind of that idea of, like, this is really how idol girls were treated. Compared to, you know, the other girl who used to be an idol, and she was an idol in the early 2000s, which was around that time where it became super common to just go to meet and greets, and you could have your picture taken with them, and you can talk to them, and you could follow them on the internet, and all that stuff, and you you could tweet them, and you could be their friend, and all that stuff. And so, two very, very different perspectives to people that were in the industry and know what they're talking about and have memories of what they it was like to be an idol. 
So that was one thing that I really liked that they painted that picture of. But then you also get characters like, you know, there was the girl from the Edo period where, let's be honest, she's a prostitute. (laughs) Yes. And I like how she immediately, like, falls into, like, this state of mind of being an idol. Like, she doesn't question it. She's She's just like, okay, whatever. She's not freaked out by all this crazy new technology. She's just kind of like, well, you know, I spent my whole life trying to please men, and that's what I'm doing here. And she's definitely a statement on the idea (laughs) that idols have been painted as this idea of, like, what do men want? Yeah. And it's a very, very dark side of the idol industry where, again, these aren't real girls. These are characters. And she's very, very used to that right away. Then, of course, you get the character Lily, who we find out was a child actress and was, like, the best child actress. Like, everybody loved her. Uh, She presented, like, this image of cuteness and purity and all that. And so for her, going into the idol world was a bit of an easy transition, except she had never, you know, done the singing or dancing before. And you can tell she's the one that struggles the most with the dancing routines. As before, like, acting is just a completely different world. But it's still not, like, a completely different transformation for her. I mean, I get it. You know, moving your body to rhythm, that's hard. Yeah. Uh, We also find out through Lily's whole story that the biggest thing she represents is this idea, this fear of aging out. Because, like, that was Lily's greatest fear when she was a child actress was that she would hit puberty and no longer be an adorable child actress. And that is a very real fear for idols is there is a point where they have to worry about their age, especially for female idols. Uh, Male idols tend to have like a bit longer and a lot of them also tend to have like career options they can move to after like their idol lives are over. Like they could... Uh, do news, they could move to television, you know, they, they have a bit longer to try to make those transact those transitions. They could go from being idol boys to actors, or they could even, like, go to college during their idol times as well. They could get a proper education so they have something to fall back on when they age out. You know? So yeah, uh, Lily's first response to, you know, being a zombie is, like, after you hear her whole backstory, she's just like, well, now that I'm a zombie, I'm never going to get older and I'm going to always stay young and cute forever. And this is, the, this is the best thing ever, you know, so. Until you're a child for 17 years and people are going, um, there's something fishy about this child's, <laughs> like this idol. Yeah, but I really like that they do address that idea, this constant fear of girls having to age out of their careers. Uh, it is a re- very real thing that happens in the idol industry where uh, I believe there was a quote that mentioned that there's more girls coming into the idol industry than what can be handled once they age out. Like, yeah, some can go on to become actresses and some will go on to go to college, but a lot of them are going straight into unemployment. Yeah, it's it's not like the Mickey Mouse Club here where you're a child star and then you grow and then up. Disney and Disney just takes care of you forever. You yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, it is a very real fear. And I really like that they addressed that. 
And then you get into other, you know, things involving idol groups, such as, uh, like, one of their fears is that they'll be recognized from their previous lives. And uh, I think just each girl kind of represents, like, a different part of that industry. Obviously, you have the two girls that were actually in the industry, and they're a bit more obvious. Uh, but then you have, like, characters like Saki, who was in a biker gang. And she obviously was never about the idol life. Like, she's had no interest in singing or dancing or being a girly girl or anything like that. She was a leader of a biker gang. And I think for her, like, this experience isn't about, like, changing who she is, but it's about, like, embracing this idea of sisterhood. And so I think she represents, in a weird way, she's one of the more positive aspects of idol life. Yeah. Where it's like, these these girls become your family, and it's not unlike you know, joining a gang where it's like everybody in that gang is your, you know, sister. Rampant idol gangs just <laughs> yeah. attacking each other in the streets. Well, I mean like that idea that's like you spend so much time with these girls and you probably see them more than you see your actual family. Well, I mean, that's good because we don't need a second <laughs> West Side Story. Yeah, so <laughs> I think for her embracing this idea of being part of this sisterhood was like really easy for her and immediately she's like, I want to be the leader of this group. And then the main girl kind of still does all the work. Yeah. yeah. Saki's like <laughs> officially the leader, but the main girl, what is the main girl's name? I can't even remember. I literally, they very rarely ever say it. <laughs> right. But yeah. And then she's just like, not, she doesn't really do like all the leader stuff yeah. per se. Cause I mean, what do you do? The manager basically does everything for them anyways. But yeah. Like, but, like, I guess she just kind of holds them all together, which is kind of what the leader should be doing. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, and then uh, the legendary Tai Yamada. Uh, she's my favorite. I love her. Uh, she, at this point, she's kind of, like, just a face because... <laughs> she she hasn't awoken per se yet. Yeah. Like, she seems like she's partially awake. Yeah. Like, she understands things to a certain extent, and she can understand what they're saying, and she can kind of respond, but we haven't actually seen her talk. And, and she or... still kind of, like, mostly does the, the dancing and stuff. Like, yeah. she still kind of goes through the motions. But she's still very, very, like, focused strongly on her zombie instincts. Yeah. So she's she's an interesting character. Uh, not quite sure if she represents anything a part of the idol industry, Maybe the idea of just kind of like this mindless following that the idol industry has, that girls become more of a face than an actual personality. Yeah. If I had to take a guess, because it seems like even though she's the one that will go crazy and try to bite people and <laughs> isn't the most coordinated and doesn't actually do any singing, she's still accepted as part of the group and like nobody questions it. Yeah. Like, none of their fans are just like, why is this girl weird? Why is she acting crazy? Why isn't she dancing properly? Why isn't she singing? <laughs> Except the two metal guys that have been their fans from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Who were basically, right off the bat, you know, Ty jumps into the 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 audience, and they're just like, holy shit, she's starting a mosh pit <laughs> this early? Yeah. So and, I like, they go crazy about it. I think Tide very, very much represents, like, that ordinary girl that may not have, like, the best singing voice or the most talent, but is still accepted because she just kind of saturates into the group. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. And that is a, kind of a sadly common thing in idol groups. Like, I was telling you before, there's an idol group that started off with, like, I think 60 members. Yeah, and, you're telling me that. And now yeah. they're up to, what, like, 300 and something or something? Yeah, I think like... the main group has, like, 180 and then they have all these, like, sister groups that have spawned from that main group. And it's over 300 members. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, so it it's pretty easy to, like, slip in a girl or two that just... <laughs> is, is that the group that Love Live is uh, based off of? No, I think Love Live is based off of a different group, but don't quote me on that. Okay. So I didn't do that much research. I wasn't sure if Love Live <laughs> was actually based off a group. Or no, Love Live was... is actually uh, fairly small. Like, it's bigger than this group, but it's not that big. Okay. But yeah, so it's it's pretty easy for, like, girls to just be included in these idol groups without them really standing out as, like, major spotlight girls. And my guess is that's kind of what Ty represents. I maybe not to the extreme because again, there's only seven girls in this group, but yeah, I, I kind of feel like that's her role that she plays right now. She's, she's not a standout celebrity. Yeah. And I'd like to see her actually get a backstory in this anime, but at the um, same time, I kind of like the fact that she's still very, very zombie. <laughs> right. Um, so it has been announced like her voice actor has actually been announced. So she, she is going to get, a voice as I assume because they announced her voice actor. See, and I'm wondering we just, we if we don't know what that's going to entail. I'm wondering if maybe she doesn't fully awaken, but we do get to see like what she was like as a human. And that's why she has a voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> like she still remains like kind of zombie esque the whole time, but we get to see like, Hey, look, she was an actual person once. <laughs> maybe she had a phase before she started biting people. <laughs> No, that that was that bled in from her life. Yeah, like it, it was just a phase, you know, that phase called living. Yep. Only I lasted hate... like sixteen years. She's fine. <laughs> it's <a> terrible phase. <laughs> um on that note, we've we know how what four? Four or five of them have died, right? I believe five. Um so the one was hit by a truck. Hit by a truck. Uh, the two idol girls, the one from the 80s, died in a plane crash. A plane crash. The, the other, other was one struck was by struck by lightning. Uh, um, on stage. On stage, yes. And yeah. So now she has a fear of lightning. Um, the the child actor was... Died of shock. Traumatized and died of shock. Yeah. Uh, we'll go over that story in a second. Uh, <laughs> and then the uh, Saki died in a motorcycle. motorcycle crash. Yeah. She was playing chicken. Yep. With a cliff. Yeah. And lost. Which I also just realized <laughs> is hilarious considering that her favorite thing in the world was that chicken restaurant. Right. So. Tor Tori chicken. Yeah, Tori chicken. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, it's like Popeye's here. So, the only characters who we don't know are... The chick from Edo Japan and Tayamada. Yes. Um, there are still a couple episodes yeah. left. What? Three? Three episodes? Yep. I think. And so hopefully we'll be able to find out how those two died. Yeah. And the 
uh, prostitute chick, uh, her she's supposed to be the main focus of the next episode. So okay, so most likely we'll figure out how what happened with her. Yeah, which I think that episode should be up by now by the time you guys are listening to this. So we haven't watched it yet because we recorded this a little bit in advance. But yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to learn about her story. I actually really like her. I really like that she is just like okay with everything. They're just like you're a zombie. She's like all right. Uh, whatever you're gonna be an idol don't know what that is but i'm all right with it you're gonna make it happen you're gonna be an uh, i've been worse (laughs) i like that like the first show where she was conscious she just pulls out like an instrument out of nowhere and just starts playing it right (laughs) like where was she hiding the instrument she is so fucking versatile and she is okay with anything like They're just like, we're going to take Polaroids with fans. And she's like, I will be the most glamorous person to take pictures with. Like, doesn't even know what photos are. And she's just like, okay with it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, she does not give a fuck. She is, she was born to be an idol. (laughs) Right. She was just born in the wrong time. Yeah, instead she had to, you know, settle for prostitution. (laughs) So yeah, she's. I'm excited to find out about her backstory. Uh, I know a lot of people were excited to find about Saki because Saki is incredible. Uh, not only is she a cool uh, biker chick, but again, her favorite food is chicken. And she, the only thing she's ever cared about in her life other than her soul sisters was her Tamagotchi. <laughs> that she managed to keep alive. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Managed to keep her Tamagotchi alive, even through her battling other gangs. Yeah. <laughs> so she's a very nurturing character. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, I think Saki was the one a lot of people were excited to find out about. But Lily, I think, was the one that really kind of shook the fandom the most. So we were mentioning Saki, or, uh, Lily died of shock. Uh, she was a childhood actress. Lily, she's... She's the one that, like, has the heart that beats out of her chest, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, her heart is literally out of her chest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think my cat just broke his cat tree again. Oh. Yeah, he's kind of going a little bit crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Lily was the childhood actor, and we get to find out about her backstory when her father sees a photo of her in a magazine and is, like, immediately, like, shook. Like, this is my dead child. And so he, like, approaches her, and he's just like, no, there's there's no way. This isn't my child. So then we get to hear her whole backstory, and uh, we find out that the reason she became an actor was because her dad was obsessed with watching TV. You know, something like the two of them would do together. They would just sit down and watch TV. And so she thought, my dad loves TV so much, I want to be in the TV. So she becomes an actress. She becomes, like, the most adorable little childhood actress ever. And then she starts aging. And she starts panicking. Because she's like, I can't be a cute childhood actress if I hit puberty. And a lot of people have argued that the subtitles in this were mistranslated. But I think the visual speaks for itself. And that is the fact that Lily was not born a girl. (laughs) Uh, Lily very, very much feels as a girl and thinks as a girl and is in every way a girl, except for biologically. Yeah. So, 
uh, her biggest fear was that she was going to look like her dad. And the thing that put her into shock is that she grew her very first beard hair. She grew a hair on her chin and she freaked out. Yep. And she, she, it literally killed her. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) So I know a lot of people were really upset by this episode because they're just like, they felt it was a bit too political or that Crunchyroll had changed the subtitles to make it political. And they're like, no, Lily's actually born a girl and... Uh, the chin hair is just something that sometimes happens to girl with puberty and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, as a girl who went through puberty and can confirm that chin hair does in fact exist, it's not that kind of response. Like, if a teenage girl finds a chin hair, she's not going to react the way Lily did. Yeah. And teenage girls don't live with the looming fear of someday looking like their dad's. So unless Lily was told that they had some kind of medical condition that would cause them to age like their dad, then she literally had no reason to have that fear in the first place. Yeah. Especially because they mentioned that she looks like her mom. Now, her her dad, mind you, is like this huge man. Like he is absolutely massive and he's got this tiny little head. That looks so unproportionate to his body. Yeah. So if any of you guys listening to our show are Japanese speakers and can confirm whether or not these subtitles were mistranslated or if the context basically speaks for itself, to me it speaks for itself. Like, there's no way you can justify that a cis girl would be freaking out about puberty this much. Especially because teenage actresses are really popular in japan and a lot of childhood actors and actresses go on to become teenage actors and actresses you typically don't age out until you hit adulthood so i don't know that whole thing like the internet freaking out about crunchyroll subtitles it feels a bit absurd uh i i do believe that lily is in fact canonically trans yeah so, straight up. Also, I really love that the manager, like, when they asked him about it, he's like, they're like, did you know? He's like, of course I knew. I dug up her grave. Like, <laughs> Right? Like, what do you expect? Yeah. I dug up her grave. I basically dressed her, yeah. putting her in idle clothes. What do you want from me? Yeah. And he, yeah, he, he's very supportive of it, though. He's like, you know, Lily's a girl. And I really liked that about that. I really loved Lily's whole story weirdest death i really could not imagine (laughs) dying because of a chin hair see i i thought you know when when you first see that scene i i kind of figured you know because she she does she freaks out from the chin hair and like kind of falls back i i just figured she wanged her head on a table and died that way yeah but but no then the next scene and it's you know they're at the doctor and she's like yeah she died of shock yeah which is just the funniest thing I like that. I like that the show doesn't take those things so seriously. Like, yeah, it's like, yes, this is a real thing. This is a real character based off of a real thing that's happening in the world today. That's very political, but we're still going to fucking joke about it. (laughs) Like, we're not going to get too serious. And that's another reason why Lily is happy that they're never going to age because now she'll never go through puberty. Yeah. So I, I really like Lily. I think she jumped up to being one of my favorite characters. Uh, I really like both the idol girls, too, though. Like, 
Yeah, they're, they're, what was it, two episodes that yeah. they had that were kind of back-to-back that, like, it, it really brought a lot of their backstory and more of their personality in. Because before then, the two idol girls were basically just... Oh, I, they I don't want to... They were kind wanna... of the bitches. They were, they were kind of bitches. They were like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm, I'm not going to be an idol again. I can't support this. And Yeah. You know. And I I really like uh, their transition in the song when, you know, the one who's scared of lightning is, you know, on stage and it starts raining and you hear the thunder and she starts freaking out. And the other one basically, like, takes over her singing. She'll, she steps up and she's just like, I got this. Yes. Like, you don't need to be afraid. We're in this together. And then you get that one lyric from the song where she's just like, cut in. And it's just, I actually got like hyped. I've never been hyped for like an idol show before. I legit got hyped in that sh- scene. And and then the lightning struck and, and then they the all light- started glowing. <laughs> <laughs> Which was amazing because then she's just like, I don't need to be afraid of lightning. I'm already dead. <laughs> start glowing and shooting laser beams out of their fingers you know who who needs fancy pyrotechnics when you can just (laughs) zap your idols with lightning straight up yeah like i i legit get hyped about this show like the first couple of episodes really don't play a lot on the whole idea of idols like the first episode they're doing heavy metal yeah and like their whole thing is that they're all headbanging and that their headbanging is super epic because their necks are broken. <laughs> well, I mean, um, to be fair, they're they're doing the metal because they they couldn't find any other like open mic yeah. event. So it was, it was the like an open mic metal event. And then the second episode, they have a freestyle rap. Yeah, <laughs> with with the elderly. Like yeah. it wasn't supposed <laughs> to be a rap battle, and then it turns into a rap battle. And it really isn't until, like, the third or fourth episode that we actually start getting into idol stuff. But I will say that as somebody that doesn't get into idol stuff, I am straight up into this idol stuff. Like, No, I hear you. I am loving the songs. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, I'm loving the songs. I'm loving the choreography. I, I feel the hype with each of, like, the lyrics they sing and how each song is just conveniently about what's going on in their lives right now. Yeah. It's just super cheesy, but it's just, it's so great. Like, I want to be part of these concerts. I want to see people learn these dances and perform them at cons. I, I'm i genuinely excited about this show, and I don't think I've ever felt that way about an idol show before. Right. So it's it's great, you guys. Like, it, it has enough in there that if you've never watched an idol show, you'll probably love it. And if you're already into idol shows, I think you'll enjoy it as well as kind of both a parody, but also just because it really does cover idol culture in a perspective we've never seen before. Like, you could tell that the writers of this show have studied their history, have studied the industry, they know what they're talking about, and they have a clear message to say that's kind of hidden behind these girls that come from different eras. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about that. Like, obviously the manager dug them all up. Mm-hmm. Like, how how were they, you know, especially with the girl from the the Edo era. Like, how how did he dig her up? Her body still like fully intact, you know, because bodies decompose. Well, isn't it obvious? No, they're zombies. Okay, but 
that doesn't explain it. Do you need an explanation for zombies? I, I need an explanation for how she still has skin. If you haven't figured it out, I don't think I could explain it to you. They're uh, clearly zombies. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, that's actually the explanation they give you in the anime. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime they ask the manager about it, he's just like, you're zombies. What do you need to know? You're zombies. You turned into zombies. You were dead. Now you're alive. What do you... What are you asking me? I don't understand the question. Right. All, all the meanwhile, he has fried octopus in his pocket. Squid. Fried squid in his yeah. pocket. <laughs> yeah, he, he treats them to squid. My favorite zombie, straight up, if I had to pick a favorite zombie, is the dog. The dog? I love the dog. For some reason, there's a zombie dog. Yeah, he, he has his own zo- uh, dog. Normally, this dog just kind of looks like a little poodle. Yeah, he looks like, like, like this little, little Yorkie or like, poodle or like something. Pocket-sized. Yeah, it's dog. like it's clearly like a lap dog, uh, but then it goes like rampant and it turns into like a bloodhound. <laughs> You're right, because <laughs> head gets big, sharp teeth get sharp. Yeah, <laughs> there's one point where like one of the girls is trying to like escape the house, and the dog is just going rampant. He's just ramming his head into like the window like, on the door, and you just see, like, the drool and slobber just, like, splashing against the window as he slams <laughs> into it. And she's just like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. This dog is mad. It's going to eat me. And then it just, like, kind of zooms out to, like, the perspective of the dog. It's just this little poodle just, like, bouncing off the door. Right. So, <laughs> so you almost don't know if the idols are overreacting because of this dog or if the dog is actually able to, like, make itself be more menacing. Yeah. <laughs> There's also another point. It's just like this one of those blink and you miss it moments where the main girl is sitting like on the porch and the dog's out there with her and you see like, you know, he's like watching like these birds and then it like cuts to like a close up of her and then it goes back out to that establishing shot and the dog is burping and there's just feathers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does does the manager treat the the dog to fried squid as yes, well? Yes, we or do just... we do see the dog eat squid. <laughs> oh good times oh the manager is fantastic like i love uh they're trying to like check the computer while he's in the bath and yeah. he forgets his shampoo so they keep sending uh Ty- Ty to go bring him shampoo but they want her to stall him so like she's keeps coming in with like things like food or bleach or stuff like yeah, that yeah like <laughs> random objects that shouldn't like laundry be in- detergent yeah. <laughs> right that's how I shower. <laughs> Explains a lot. <laughs> you, you gotta use enough bleach, okay? You gotta scrub your body clean. This is why blonde is a lifestyle for you. <laughs> just, just everything below the waist. <laughs> nice visual, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bleach that area, you guys. Uh, Kawaii cast is not... We, we do in... not condone those actions. <laughs> <laughs> we do not condone the use of bleach on anywhere below your waist or eyes or even hair for that matter unless it's professionally done. <laughs> yes. Sorry, gotta get all of that out of the way. <laughs> Just to make sure. But... I don't need you guys being like, this wee podcast told me to bleach myself. 
<laughs> well, you know, they, they bleach buttholes now, so. They were talking about zombies or something, and then they just told me to get in the shower and dump myself with bleach. They just like... told me to bathe in bleach. <laughs> told me I would come out sparkling clean. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I also want to talk about the OP. Oh, I love the OP. The OP is absolutely fantastic. Uh, again, we get a lot of like, the visuals of, like, the manager and, like, the dog. Uh, probably one yeah, of the... Yeah, like, the, you, you see the manager, like, he'll be doing some dances, but he'll have his backup dancers, which are your, which are your just, typical yeah. zombie-looking zombies. Yeah. And then at one point, he just does, like, an awesome pose, and the dog just comes from off-screen and just eats him. <laughs> It's just, like, one of the coolest visuals ever. Uh, I really like the style for the OP. I like that they use a lot of, like, these really dark, harsh lines. And that the dancing in the OP is actually fantastic. Uh, one of the things they also do in the OP that works really well is it transitions from, like, this, like, typical, like, zombie horror movie scene to, uh, like, the it ends with, like, a very idolesque scene. But in the middle, we get this really fun, like, sentai battle yeah like they all just suddenly turn into power rangers or some yeah. shit and, and start fighting yeah which is uh not completely unheard of because like a lot of times you'll get like idol groups that'll do like commercials or ads or even like appear in tv shows like that yeah and so. it even goes over that in the show where they get their their gig to be in a commercial for Tory chicken. Tory chicken. <laughs> we all gonna be chickens. You get, you get Saki all excited about it, like, oh my god, I love this place. Yeah. You'll even see, like, sometimes idols do performances, like, in, like, costumes that are, like, Sentai suits and stuff like that. Just, they'll wear, like, nerdy costumes just to get people hyped. Yeah. So, uh, I really, really like the whole Sentai scene in the OP, but I also really like, again, we go from, like, this shot of, like, the main girl and, like, in a bathtub kind of looks like she's being preserved and then like we see her get up and immediately she's like in this like really fancy idol gown and they're just walking out on stage and it's just everything about this feels like your typical like shoujo op except for the fact that it's very very like horror-esque like yeah normally you would see like the shot where she's like she's getting up normally she'd be like in a bed or something like she'd be like in her room getting up like in the morning and then you'd see her walking out on stage instead of we see her in like a preserved bathtub it's just, like green <laughs> like yes that's that's where they uh oh, i forget embalm that's where they embalm yeah. her so straight up uh I, I would argue that this might be the best OP of the year. It's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think it definitely deserves a nomination. I'd be really shocked if this one doesn't get nominated for best OP of the year. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best OP of the year, but damn is it up there. Also, the song is just catchy as hell. Yeah. I always want to sing along with it, except I can't sing Japanese. I mean, it's it's like karaoke. You just you just make sounds and and hope it sounds like the words. Right? I would probably be accidentally singing something super offensive if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> probably um, the the closing 
is actually the op- the same opening song, right? It's just done in metal. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I Mostly I just really like the visuals. It Again, I really like those really, like, dark, heavy lines that make it feel like something from a horror movie. Yeah. And then it, the way they transition from a horror movie to Sentai to on the stage, like, typical idol anime is just so smooth and flawless. It's so great. Kind of brilliant. Yeah. it's It sums up the anime perfectly. Like, just go check out the OP immediately and just be like, this will definitely feel like something you'll be into. <laughs> there's laser beams. There's team camaraderie. There's zombies. There's a death dog. There's squid. And, and there's, there's a manager. And there's cute girls. So... <laughs> Uh, I'm just imagining, I'm just remembering that one episode with the manager where they're all doing the, the competitions, you know, and they all get, you know, all the girls get covered in mud and, you know, the, the manager takes his turn and they're all like, yes, now we get to see the manager get covered in mud. This is going to be great. And he just like smoothly rides <laughs> his, the bike across and like doesn't even get a drop of of mud on him <laughs> fucking asshole i love him he is the best character <laughs> he's so great oh uh, one of our friends uh carly she does like the perfect impression of like his smug edge the me 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 you think you're so great me 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 just mocking them yeah like oh my god oh you think you got you, you got a, your first hit you're doing really well people are excited about it no <laughs> it was like every time like lily talks he'll just be like what was that me 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 right <laughs> it's like you think you're special yes very special <laughs> I also love how like how offended Lily gets anytime they call her shrimpy. Right. Also, anytime Saki calls her shrimpy. Yeah. Oh, one of the other things he does is like you know how like you have that typical like you know anime girl thing where they stick their tongue out and they wink and they're just like oops. Kind yeah. Of like, mm-hmm. Yeah. He does that except his tongue goes like all the way up to like his nose. <laughs> and yeah. he's not like so much winking as he is just like closing his eyes. He's like. Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> what a dweeb yeah he's absolutely fantastic i think another another part i really liked is when they're driving the van and saki jumps out and they're just like manager and he's like what he's like saki fell out he's like what <laughs> how did this happen <laughs> <laughs> zombies <laughs> <laughs> i want to know uh like if the <laughs> How they found the voice actor to do that. Like, I want to know what his audition was like. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> uh, I I straight up will say, if I were to ever start a zombie idol band, I would track down that voice actor if he were to ever pass away. Because <laughs> he is he is the legend. He He's the real legend. He's the real legend. Like, oh my god. I just want an idol group of nothing but him. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be the worst and the best idol group at the same time. 
I like there's like one point, like there was kind of a joke online where it was just like one of the characters asking him, like, what are you thinking? And then it just like goes into his mind and he's just thinking thriller. Because this is Thriller. <laughs> the original zombie idol group. That's right. <laughs> uh, with that, any other final thoughts about this anime? Um, you know, nothing that comes really comes to mind. Like, I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to I'm excited see for, it finish. Yeah, I'm excited for the ending. I believe we are only getting 12 episodes with this anime. Uh, definitely worth a binge, you guys. Like, it is super easy to get into. Uh, we did cover a lot of spoilers in this episode, but honestly, I don't think we really ruined anything about this show. No, I don't think we did either. Yeah, so if you're going into it fresh, I think you'll still very much enjoy it. I think you'll get a good kick out of it, and I think you'll fall in love with the characters. Uh, hopefully you'll learn more names than we did. <laughs> We're terrible at names. Yeah. Uh, with that, what other anime are we watching this season? Um, Still watching Bunny Girl Senpai. Bunny Girl Senpai, yes. Uh, I do think that that one may be deserving of an episode in the near future, not sure. I think we'll wait till the finale. Yeah. Do you guys know about that? Uh, that one also has a really fantastic OP. I, I love the OP on I that one. love the OP on that one. That one... Buddy Girl Senpai almost feels like it was written to be an anime movie, but never really got the support, and then it got licensed for a series. Yeah. So, and... I think my biggest fear was that after we went through the whole, like, Buddy Girl arc... And start focusing on other girls that it would lose its appeal. And it really and it would, hasn't. And it would turn into like a harem anime. Not even just that. I was worried that like the other girls just wouldn't be as interesting. Okay. Like that it would just feel kind of like this formulaic, you know, girl has a problem. Main boy figures out the solution to the problem. Problem solved sort of thing. But it never really feels static or boring. Yeah. So and e learning about each girl is always really fascinating. Except his little sister. Like, his, his little sister's kind of... She creeps me out. Yeah. So, I like the cats, though. I like that every time Hayate. we... Yeah, I really love that every time we see him wake up, it's usually the cats. Yeah. Or, like, the one little kitten is trying to smother him in his sleep. Yeah. Cats do that. <laughs> Mine doesn't, thankfully. Yeah. So, he has, like, the one cat on his chest and the other one is, like, curled up on his face. And then we see another point where he's napping on the couch, and we see both cats just walk across just his walk face. walk across his face. Yeah, and then just, like, every cat owner is just like, this is the realest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I get this. <laughs> this is super relatable. Yeah, exactly. So, Buddy Girl Senpai uh, may get an episode in the near future, because I think it's worth talking about. Uh, I mentioned I don't have a favorite anime this season. I've been loving way too many things. Uh, still very, 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 very invested in Banana Fish. Anybody wants to come on the show and talk to me about Banana Fish, I would love to. Uh, I've also been super into this anime. I just convinced Stefan to watch. So I hope maybe he's seen a few episodes by now, but that is Run With The Wind. Uh, this one started off kind of like, in my opinion, it felt kind of like Hey, this is interesting, but seriously, when the fuck are we getting High Q season four? Get on that shit. And I thought this was just gonna be like you know that anime that tries to fill a hole in my heart that High Q has left for several years now. Uh, same studio, and the characters all feel very similar. But 
the last couple of episodes, it's, I think it's detached itself enough from Haikyuu that I can enjoy it on its own. And I did mention a few weeks ago my list for best boys of the year. I will say the, not the main boy, but the, like, captain of the running team in this anime absolutely bumped up to nomination. <laughs> Straight up. Oh my god, he is so fantastic. Okay. I love him so much. He is this pure character. He's not even, like, normally I'm all about, like, the soft boys. He's not a soft boy. He's kind of a manipulative jerk. He literally blackmails all of these guys into joining the running team. What but a dick. he does so with a smile on his face. <laughs> For the last few episodes, uh, you see that he, while he is blackmailing them, he does genuinely care about everybody. Uh, kind of a bit of a spoiler, but one of the characters named Prince, or that's his nickname is Prince, uh... He's only joining the running team because he can't afford to be kicked out of this house. And he's actually the uh, president of the manga club. So he's never done physical activity ever. His room is just lined with manga that he keeps in a specific order. Like it's filed by like genre and alphabetical order. Like he has everything in its place. That's obsessive. Yeah, it's like thousands of manga in his room. Uh, he literally can't run. Like, they go to a track meet, and he's, like, dead last. He's been lapped by everybody several times, and somebody runs out to the track, like, this guy needs medical attention, you know, he's, he's like, limping, he's in, you know, severe pain, and he's like, no, no, this is just how I run. <laughs> this is just how I run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, he's clearly, like, this character that struggles. He doesn't know how to do physical activity. Uh, one of the latest episodes, though, like, one of the other characters that confronts him, like, you know, if, if you can't meet your, you know, time and, or if your time's not improving, you need to quit the team. You need to do it for the rest of us. Like this is getting ridiculous. And he gets upset by this. Cause he's actually starting to care about the track team. He's starting to like want to get better. And so then the boy that I think, you know, deserves to be best boy tells him, he's like, I actually love the way you run. He's like, it's, it's different. And you're, I could see you getting better every single time we go out to train and I see you improving and I see you wanting to do that. And then it goes flashbacks to like him. Cause he actually was in an accident in high school where like he had to go through like physical therapy and had to literally relearn how to walk. And that's the reason he couldn't finish track when he was in high school and the reason he wants to do it in college so bad. And so we got to see him like, you know, doing that thing where he has to hold onto like the railings and try to force himself to walk across. And he's just like, you don't start running right away. You got to get there eventually. And I loved that. Like that actually straight up made me cry that he doesn't see Prince as like this weakling who's just doing everything half-assed and is like, just oh, barely you're, trying. You're holding the team back. Yeah. To him, he's like, you're learning how to walk first and you'll get there. Yeah. And then you'll learn how to run. And that scene straight up solidified this is like one of the best anime I've seen all year. And I wish more people were watching it. Yeah. So if I have a recommendation for this episode, it is Run With The Wind. If you were a big Haikyuu fan, you'll definitely love the art style and character designs. If you weren't a fan of Haikyuu, I think you'll still very much enjoy this show because the characters are all very wonderful and... 
you get to learn a lot about each of them. They all get, like, just enough time in the spotlight that it doesn't feel like we're getting too much time dedicated to them, but that we're seeing their genuine motivations and watching them grow and go from being blackmailed into running to actually caring about running. Yeah. And I feel like where most sports animes are very, very much about the sport, this one is very, very much about them, which I really love. Okay. And other than the art style, I can't compare it to Haikyuu anymore. Like, that's the only thing they have in common at this point. So, yes, go and go watch it. Go enjoy it. Come talk to me about it. I want to talk to people about these yes. things. So, uh, there's a few others that we're watching, but I don't want to go too much on a tangent. I'd say we could probably... Did you want to mention anything else about your watching this season? Um, I started the first episode of Bloom Into You. Mm-hmm. Um, it is found on High Dive. Uh, also available on Verve because Verve is a conglomerate of a bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, including High Dive. Uh, it's 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 a Yuri anime. Mm-hmm. Um, it I enjoyed it a lot more than Citrus. I couldn't get into Citrus. It just seemed like that whole relationship was just forced, and mm-hmm. I just I couldn't get into that. Whereas with Bloom Into You. You know, it kind of starts off this girl, she's, you know, going to high school. It's like her first year, and she's convinced to, you know, sit in on a student council meeting thing. And the, you know, the, the teacher draws her a map like, hey, you know, the the student council room is out here. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an old calligraphy room, you know, club room, and it's not inside the school yeah. So, while she's going out trying to find, you know, the club room, she, like, turns the corner and there's this other girl getting, you know, confessed to by a guy. Like, he's like, hey, go out with me, you know, all that fun. And and the main girl is surprised by it. She's like, oh my gosh, you know, and ducks around the behind the corner, you know, like, oh, I didn't see anything, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um turns out the girl that was getting confessed to is in the student council you know they go stuff happens and you know they they start to you know talk and and the relationship more develops from there it's not like citrus where it's just like oh hey my new stepsister is a slut and wants to bone me (laughs) (laughs) you know like like that's that's what i got from citrus was like oh my my new stepsister is sleeping with a teacher and now she wants to sleep with me yeah like that's just how it felt to me i have heard that bloom into you definitely does a really good job of expressing this idea of like that confusing time in puberty where it's just like everybody tells you like oh you'll You'll be into boys soon. And... Yeah, and and it kind of goes over that because the main girl, she's she's talking like she was confessed to after graduation of her junior high, and she's kind of you know talking to the other girl, and and she's just like, well, I was confessed to, but and I like the boy, but nothing that like it just didn't make my heart flutter, basically. Yeah. You know, so she just, she's kind of conflicted on what she wants to do. Yeah, so I really appreciate that. Like, I really like the idea that it's not just like, oh, I want to experiment with girls. But it's more just like, 
you know, this idea of, like, girls that are just told their whole lives, like, you'll be into boys, you'll you'll meet your first crush. It'll happen. Yeah, you're gonna eventually grow into that phase, but then they're just like, I don't feel that way about boys, but I feel that way around girls. Yeah. So. So, Blooming to You, um, I have noticed it's been fairly up there on, like, the the top 10 anime of the week it's usually about five i think mm-hmm. with this last episode it jumped up to two yeah you know with Crunchyroll statistics i i kind of see them every so often which is it's interesting so it's it's fairly popular like yeah. if if you're into a romance you'll i think you'll like it yeah uh one i might have to check out uh, we're both watching Goblin Slayer, but I think that's all we'll see on that. Yeah, uh, Goblin Slayer's pretty obvious. Yeah, that's... Obvious is a good word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, if most people are probably watching Goblin Slayer at this point, uh, so we don't need to talk about it. Supposedly, it's the most watched anime... In the U.S. In the country, yeah. yeah. So, like I said, obvious is a good word for it. <laughs> so... Yeah. But yeah, uh, we'll save the Goblin Slayer rant maybe for next week. Or maybe the end of season wrap up. I don't know. We will get to the Goblin Slayer rant. It's yes. coming. It's, uh, it's coming. Yes. We'll make memes of it. It is, it is festering deep inside. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe I'll get somebody who will whose sole purpose on this podcast is just to scream with me. That'd be fun. Ah! So <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be... 20 minutes of, ah! Yeah, they'll be like, I know, right? 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 Tell, right? <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> if you guys want to come on the show, uh, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Tyler is supposed to be keeping up on the social medias. So, if you guys yeah, I need are to following us on more. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, so go check us out there. Uh, check out our 24-hour stories. We're going to try to have one of those up every single day. We're going to try to start those soon. Yeah, keep those up to date. Uh, we will also be uh, starting a new project. Woo! So hopefully we will have that up by next week. Uh, we are... Wait, we're starting a new project? Yes. I've, I've told you about this. I told you to start thinking of ideas. Oh, that project. Yeah, okay. so each week... And we're going to make this a weekly thing up until the end of the year. We are going to be doing our categories for the Disappointing Anime Awards. Whoa. So if you guys want to participate in the Disappointing Anime Awards, you definitely need to follow us on social media. So Instagram is going to be the best way. There is also a group page for Kawaii Cast. Uh, also... I should be getting permission from the admins of the Cracked Brain page, both on Instagram and on Facebook. That is in the works as well. Hopefully we can have the questions and categories up there as well. Yeah. So I am talking to the like lead admins of those pages. Yeah, excellent. So follow those pages, even if we don't get the permission to do the questions up there. Uh, follow those pages anyway, because they do update on a lot of the stuff that we're doing as well. So, yes, excellent. Yes, uh, follow them on YouTube as well. So, uh, but yeah, Tyler and I are planning on making the uh, disappointing anime awards an official thing. We're gonna try it out this year for the very first time. 
Uh, we'll be hosting those near the end of January. Hopefully we will not accidentally <laughs> land on the same dates as the Crunchyroll Awards. Uh, <laughs> yes. That would be bad. <laughs> Indeed. So we will be live streaming that on uh, our Instagram. Yep. So, and I, I would like to do it on Twitch, but I think to keep it in the realm of disappointing, we will stick to just Instagram. <laughs> The so, most disappointing, the most disappointing social place, media platform. The most disappointing place to live stream on social media. <laughs> okay. So fair enough. Uh, we'll dress up. Uh, we'll try to find a bow tie for the cat. <laughs> Maybe he'll get a, an on-screen view. Yep. Uh, we will be buying candy, and we'll be talking about uh, what was the most disappointing stuff of 2018. Woot woot. In the anime community. So we already have a few questions and categories listed for you guys. Definitely keep following us on that. Because we definitely need your guys' votes to make this actually happen. Yes. So the more you vote, the more you participate, the more the show will actually be entertaining. <laughs> and not sad. But I think <laughs> it being sad just might be the, the, <laughs> the most fitting just for the disappointing awards. Yes. <laughs> We hope but to not. We hope not, but we, we hope to not disappoint you guys, uh, <laughs> or maybe disappoint you a little bit. So, uh, and hopefully we don't hurt anybody's feelings with this as well. I so. hope we do, but I'm an asshole. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, with On that, that note, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yep. Go check out Zombieland Saga. Absolutely. Right, bye. Bye.